Welcome to part two of Thailand Tales on Real and Shared. I'm so excited to dive into more stories about that backpacking trip in 2018. What a time. So we left off with me heading to Krabi, and so we will go from there. So because the last two hostels I stayed in were so boring and like not up to what I was expecting and had like nobody in it and it was very antisocial. I made sure that when I got to Krabi I had booked a hostel that was I guess like stereotypically a party hostel even though I wasn't there to party because I wanted to meet people and I wanted to make other friends to like I did make friends at the last one but um just a place that's easier to make friends. And usually the party hostels are the places where you meet those types of people that, you know, want to go on all these fun adventures with you. And it's, it's easier to make friends when it's a party hostel rather than a, like a dull dead hostel. So I booked a party hostel and I didn't regret it. But like, I remember when I first arrived, some guy who worked at the hostel, like gave me a ticket some sort of drinking ticket there was like an event going on that night to like meet people and um there's like events happening every night basically but I got this like drinking ticket for one free drink and I took it I was like hey whatever I guess I am partying tonight I gotta make friends and I set up and I don't know what I do I do something during the day I walk around who knows um my feet are also getting like increasingly worse uh, by the way, as like the trip goes on. But anyway, oh yeah, okay. So um, my mission, I think that first day, because I knew I was going to be partying that night, I think I just like roamed around just to like see the area I was in. I think it was called like Ao Nang, like A-O and then N-A-N-G. I don't know how to say it. But I had to go out and find liquor and get some alcohol so I can pre-drink, <laughs> even though I was like, oh God, I really don't want to do this. But I did it anyway. And I was just, like, kind of admiring all the shops and stuff. And I think I went out and got some food. I found, like, a vegan smoothie or something. Um, it was a really cool area that I was in. I'm, like, I, I want to try to find it on the maps to tell you guys which, like, area I was in. I'll do that later. But, yeah, so I went, got liquor, did some stuff during the day. And then it was time to pre-drink for a party. <laughs> and this was so hard for me because... Like, my party days were long gone. Um, back when I was in my early 20s, I was able to drink and get drunk, like, day after, day, night after night and be fine the next day and not hungover and then keep going. I don't know how I did it. And one time, I remember I, like, partied for seven days in a row and I was, like, so proud of myself. I was, like, seven days, still going. Um, seven days, seven nights out in a row. But, like, if I were to do that... Um, at the age I was and to do that now, oh my God, I would die. Like, so the thought of just pre-drinking alone and playing drinking games was exciting, but also I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I could barely even down those buckets at that full moon party. I don't know how I was going to pre-drink, but I participated obviously trying to make friends. So we're playing beer pong and we're playing flip cup, you know, all those typical games and it is fun, but I'm kind of like hating it a little bit. Like 
like I feel way too old for this and like I was like how old is everybody I think I lied about my age a lot of the time because I felt so embarrassed I was like I'm 24 (laughs) not 28 doing this and of course as I'm you know at these hostels and drinking and stuff I'm single right so I'm keeping my eyes open and scoping out the scene and um I could tell this guy across from me like playing um whatever game we were playing at the time with cups um he was blonde and I like blondes and I was like okay um if he has a nice if he has a fun you know personality um maybe maybe something could happen there I'm not sure but I could tell he was like eye fucking me (laughs) (laughs) he was eyeballing me okay um and I I knew he was interested And I actually talked about this story once upon a time um, on Instagram, but I'm going to tell it because it is just so weird. So we're pre-drinking together, we're chatting a bit, we're flirting, that happens. And then we go out at night and we go to this bar and it is seriously like, um, I felt like, what the hell am I doing here? I felt so out of place because um, I'm not a partier anymore and I did that back when I was young. I don't do that anymore. It just was not fun. I think I just left early. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, yeah, I couldn't do it. But I remember like the next day, uh, <laughs> the things he said. Okay. Um, and I know word for word because I blogged about it. Okay. So um, let's like set up the next day. So I somehow, I can't remember how, but I meet three people from South America who were amazing. They were so lovely. And I'll get into more adventures with them and stories with them. Um, and they all spoke Spanish to each other and I didn't. So I was like, guys, um, hello, just remember that I can't understand you. And they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We have a, we have an English speaker here. (laughs) But, um, so my three Spanish friends, um, convinced me to go on this like boat touring thing to like some islands and to Riley Beach and stuff and I didn't want to spend money on like touristy things like that I didn't really want to spend too much money because I didn't have a lot with me but I said yes because I'm making memories I made new friends and I didn't want to miss out but also guess who came on this um little boat excursion journey adventure with us the blonde haired dude that uh has a huge crush on me <laughs> I can't remember when he said like these words to me. I can't remember if it was like on the boat as we were going to these places or while we were on like Riley Beach or when it was exactly. (laughs) But he basically said, he straight up just told me he was rich. He's like, I have a lot of money. And first off, I was like, whoa, okay, like red flag. Don't just straight up be like, I'm rich. Like that is so unattractive but anyway he's like I have a lot of money how would I take you to a secluded beach with fancy outdoor seating like for a date tomorrow um and he's like I don't know I don't know what restaurant he looked up but he was like telling me how how fancy it was I could wear a sundress and like we'll watch the sunset and eat dinner together and go on a date and um we got to talking about where we're from and where we live and I said I live just outside from just outside of Toronto and he lived in Buffalo, I believe, like in New York. So we're not too far away. 
And he was like, and I live like not too far from you in the States. So back home, I don't mind traveling to come be with you. And he was just like talking so far in the future. And I just met him. We di- I didn't even say yes to this fancy date yet. I didn't even say, we didn't even go on a date. We're just chatting. And this guy is obsessed with me. Like he sees me as his soulmate. Like he was convinced I, I was his soulmate. And honestly, I almost said yes, because fancy date, ooh, dreamy, and he's going to pay for the whole thing. <laughs> um, but I said no, because I watched too much crime documentaries. I can't. No, there's no way. And when I said no, suddenly he like fell out of love and he just like stopped talking to me. And I was like, what the hell? You were just in love with me. I thought I was your soulmate. I said no to the date. And what? Now I'm a ghost? what the fuck? But that happened. (laughs) So like that created a little bit of some awkwardness on this boat tour to different places, but whatever, you know, this guy couldn't handle me saying no. Um, but so here's a, here's a funny story of, um, so we went to this like little island nearby, like not too far out and we paused to go snorkeling. Yay. Super fun. And me being me, I like to just go off and explore my own and just like push past the limits a little bit, challenge myself. That's just who I am. And so everyone was told like, oh yeah, you can just like snorkel in this area. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to just snorkel a little bit outside of the area because that's, that's just me. (laughs) I don't want to just explore where I'm told to explore and where everyone else is exploring I want to have a little bit of freedom and, you know, explore a little bit where someone else isn't swimming around. So I did that and I went a bit further out and then I felt these stings. Oh, I just felt it in my spine. Have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? Because you would, you would remember that feeling because my spine is remembering the memory. My legs kept getting stung over and over again. I was like, ow, it wasn't as bad as like one time when I went to Costa Rica, but anyway, Um, because I've already been stung like intensely in Costa Rica before I was, I was not panicking. I was just like, ouch, like that, it sucks. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like an electric pain. And I, I yelped and I was like, ah, and someone was like, what is it? I was like, jellyfish. And as soon as I said jellyfish, I terrify the entire group I was on a boat with and everyone starts freaking out and like panic swimming and I'm like panic swimming back to the group and I guess like everyone's like no no no, stay away you're gonna make the jellies come to us and I'm like I need to get on the boat like I need to get away from the jellies too like they're stinging me and um gosh it was like it was I just created such chaos if you can just like picture just everyone calmly swimming around snorkeling enjoying their time and then you just hear you yeah someone yell jellies and then like frantically swimming and like oh my god it was just it was chaotic and so intense and we all like scrambled back on the boat this like little what you know those wooden boats I wish I could like visually show you what I'm talking about. And I don't think people like thought I was joking and that I made it up, but I was like, why would I lie? I was like, look, look, there was a mark, like that had marks on my legs from the jellies. Um, I was like, why would I lie about that and just create chaos for no reason? I mean, gosh, (laughs) I would not do that. But that's what happened. It was like a funny, intense, chaotic moment. And 
that actually kind of made it more fun because I didn't see anything when I was snorkeling. So the jellies amped up the adventure for sure. <laughs> I can't remember which place we went to next. It was like, or I can't remember the order. It was like, it was this jelly area and Riley Beach and this other area where we had beers and climbed up this ladder and have this ladder story. I can't remember the order of the jellies, Riley and the ladder, but I'm going to tell all three. So, um, Riley beach isn't much of a story. I just remember getting there and it being so beautiful. And the second that we docked, um, the leader was like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go down to the right to the end of the beach. And then we're going to check out these tunnels and then we're going to come back. We're going to go, go back on the boat and leave. And in my head, I was like, but I want to go look over there around the corner or like in that cool part of Riley beach. Like I wanted to see it all. So going back to like me doing the same thing with the jellies is like when I'm told, like I can only go in a certain area to explore. I don't like that because I want to see it all. So I was on a mission and I like ran to that cool side of Riley beach with that big rock thing in the water. It is a big rock, <clears throat> I guess a big boulder I ran over there and I took some photos and just peered around the corner. I was like, oh my God, so beautiful. But I had to get back to the group. I didn't want them to notice I was missing. And then I jolted and ran back to the other side of the beach and caught up with the group just before they entered the tunnels. And the leader didn't even notice. They're like, whoa, why are you out of breath? I'm like, no reason. But um, Riley Beach was beautiful, gorgeous. Not too much to say about that. That's just, that's what happened there. And then we left. We just checked it out and left. But this ladder story, I don't know if it was something from my childhood that, um, that it is bringing me problems with ladders into my present day as an adult. I don't know what it is, but this moment in Thailand stands out to me so much because it was such a scary moment. I thought I was stuck up on this cliff. So here's what happened. Now, we're not drinking a lot on this tour. I think we had like maybe three beers tops in like in all of this time that we're journeying around. So I'm not drunk. So it does, like drinking does not come into play um, for this story. Just just to let you know, we did have a, we did crack a beer on this beach where the, this ladder was, um, and it felt like we were in the middle of nowhere. It was kind of cool, actually, very jungly, but. Um, we just like all had a beer and cheers and and then the leader was like, okay, I'm going to show you this really cool lookout spot. Um, and he brings us over to this really high, tall bamboo ladder and we have to climb it and then we get to this cliff and then chill out for a bit and come back down. Basically, that's it because we're just touring around looking at places. So I remember thinking like I was down at the bottom looking up this very tall ladder made like roped together with whatever it was made out of. I don't know what it wasn't actual rope and bamboo, sturdy, strong bamboo, apparently, because you can climb up it and back down without falling or breaking the ladder. But I was like, holy fuck, that's high. And normally I don't have a fear of heights, but for some reason, looking up at this ladder, just leaning against the top of the rock at the top of the cliff, it did not look safe or feel safe. And in my head, I was like, no, 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 I cannot just pass up on opportunities like this. It was kind of like that jungle swim. I almost didn't go in the water because it was raining. I didn't want to be cold. And I was like, I can't just keep saying 
I have to, I have to always say yes, always say yes to adventure. Kept reminding myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to climb up and see what this lookout spot is all about. It's just a ladder. <laughs> so I'm climbing up and I'm a little bit shaky, but it's not too bad. Um, cause I rock climb. So I just reminded myself of, I was like, it's just like rock climbing. Just keep trusting your handholds and where your feet are and look up, just don't look down. And I didn't look down. I just kept going up, kept going up, grabbed onto the next, you know, next little bamboo piece, hand right, left, right, left, doing that with my feet until I reached the top and I just climbed over the edge and I didn't look back down. And I was like, whew, I did it. And I didn't even think about like having to go back. I was just like, I did it. I conquered the ladder that I was afraid of for some reason. And we chilled up there, enjoying the lookout for a while. And then it was time to go back down. And here is my problem for some reason with ladders. And I have had this problem for as long as I can remember. Like, I remember when I was younger and my dad would be working um, on the rooftop above our garage. He would have a ladder set up to go up. And I would always want to go up on top as well just to hang out. Um, just because it was a fun thing to do as a kid, just climb up things, right? Um, but I always had this problem where I can never get back down the ladder. I just, it just, it's such a scary thing for me to to twist your body around, turn around and go back down the ladder. And I don't know if I've always had problems with it. And like my dad always had to help me get down because I, I could never get back down, but I had no problem going up. And I have not run into another person who has trouble going down ladders. Like, I haven't met anyone else who's like this. So this is what happened when we had to go back down. So when he said, okay, time to go back down, that's when it, like, clicked, like, oh, shit. I freaking hate going down ladders backwards. I don't even know how to get on them. And I was near the beginning of the line, and I was I kept letting everyone go past me. I was like, no, you go past, you go past, because I wanted to analyze how people were able to go from like facing the cliff edge, grabbing onto the ladder, turning your body around somehow, like without falling, and then go down backwards. It just, the whole process just didn't make sense to me in my mind. I didn't know how to, how to position my body, where to put my hands or where to put my feet without falling or slipping and not even seeing where I'm going. I just like, it didn't, it doesn't make sense in my brain. Oh my gosh, I'm talking too loud and too close to the mic. But, um, yeah. So I just like, I let everyone go ahead of me so I could analyze how they got down the ladder. And it occurred to me, like I still, cause everyone was going down in different ways, like grabbing on in different places and had their own, and no one was even really thinking about it. They just went and went down. And I was the only one overthinking it and like thinking like, how the hell do I turn my body around and get down this ladder? And I said to the leader who was like watching me just let everyone go past, he's like, are, are you going to go down? I was like, honestly, I don't know how to get down the ladder. And I'm really scared. Like I was shaking at this point. I was so shaky. That was another thing making me nervous was like, how am I going to get down now? I'm so nervous. I'm so shaky. I can't even trust my grip. Um, and what if I slip? And like, there's so many things were going through my mind. And I was letting him know. I was like, like in my head, I was like, they're going to have to like call for help. Like get, get some 
some rescue people out here and rescue me off this cliff because they're, the, the last thing I'm doing is going down that ladder. <laughs> it was so terrifying to me. I don't even know how I did it, but it was so scary. I think I just asked him, I was like, can you tell me, can you like guide me how to get down? And I can't remember. I was just like, I was going so slow and everyone had to wait for me. And I just, I did like one hand at a time and I was, he was guiding me the whole way through, like talking me through how to climb down a ladder backwards. And like, as I was going down, I like called down to the people below. I was like, can you guys hold on to the ladder? Like I was so scared. I remember how scared I was and how shaky I was. I honestly thought I was going to fall to my death. Like, oh my God, I was causing the ladder to move. Like with every step I was going down. But yeah, that was, um, that was a huge thing because I was so scared. And I honestly thought I was going to be stuck on that cliff because I was, I was, I was like refusing to go down the ladder. Does anyone else have a problem going backwards down a ladder, like climbing back down? Anyone else? Like, why was that such a huge problem for me? Yeah, that's my, that's my ladder issue that happened in Thailand. Now I could go on about like everything that happened at every place in Thailand, but that would go and take maybe like 10 episodes. So I'm not going to tell you guys everything that happened, just like key parts in my memory that happened um, or fun memories or scary memories, things like that. So we're going to jump ahead here and I stuck with my three um, South American friends. Um, their plans were to go to the PP Islands and I was like, cool, yeah, even though that's touristy, I wanted to check that out too, so I'm going to go. And um, it's funny because we heard like rumors about the place being like disgusting because of all the tourists and that people get really sick there. But I was like, nah, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> um it did, but uh, we'll get into that. But um, so yeah, so we pack up, we pick a random hostel, and they land in PB Islands, and it was so exciting. And at this point, though, my feet were like mangled because the flip flops I had bought in Bangkok had given me severe blisters in between my like big toe and second toe, you know, like from flip flop wearing when they're like cheap. So. I had to abandon those shoes by the time I reached PP Islands and find another solution. <laughs> I remembered that I had these uh, really intense, um, supposedly like really good as well, a really good brand um, of like hiking sandals, not really hiking sandals, well, some sort of hiking sandals. They're durable and really good, really strong. Only problem was that they were huge on me like they were like a size and a half or two sizes too big but I kept them anyway and then they were supposed to be just a backup shoe and at this point I needed those backup sandals so I put them on and I was wearing them around as we were walking around PB Islands but um or PB Island <laughs> but um soon I had to ditch those too because those because they were so big my feet were slipping and moving around so much in them that th those were giving me severe blisters and every time I put them on put them on they it was excruciating so I had to actually throw out my expensive sandals that I bought I tossed those out and at that point I was like you know fuck it I'm just walking around barefoot from now on so I just was like yeah my entire like the rest of the time 
on PB Islands and stuff, I was just walking around barefoot because I had no other option um, and I could not find shoes. So yeah, the shoe problem, as I said, like continues on <laughs> um, for the first half of my Thailand trip. But okay, so what kind of sucked was like very early on once we got to, this is driving me nuts. Is that a PB Islands or PB Island? Hold on. <laughs> okay, I was right. It is PB Islands with an S. Okay. But yeah, it sucked because very early on, once we arrived um, at our new hostel, I got so sick. Like I actually got sick. The The rumors or the what the stereotype about PB Islands, it, it happened. I had the worst cold ever. Plugged nose, sore throat, the whole shabam, shebang, whatever you say, all that, all that stuff. I got it. And, um, it sucked because, um, I really wanted to go out and explore at night and I couldn't, I had such FOMO. My three friends went out and had fun and went partying and I had to just stay in the hostel. I, I went outside, I walked to the beach and I just sat down staring at the stars and the moon and I was just crying because I was like, seriously, I'm so sick. I can't even enjoy myself. And I can't even have fun with my new friends. I'm just stuck alone. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was, oh, what a snotty crying mess that was. But I got a little bit better. I pushed through. But in the initial, like when we first got there, it was so bad. So with the PB Islands area, I'm trying to think of like what would be fun to tell you guys. And I think... <laughs> It would be probably like the whole dynamic between um, myself, the girl I was with, and this guy we both had a crush on. So there were two guys and a girl and me that were traveling together and the the other three spoke Spanish to each other and then there was me. So already like um, the girl and the guy I had a crush on could like communicate without me even knowing what they're saying to each other. So they had like a little connection there. Um, but I didn't know that they had a crush on each other. I just knew that I had a crush on this guy and I thought he may have had a crush on me too, but I was so wrong. Um, so we hiked slash walked all the way to this part of the island and went swimming and stuff at some parts. And then we stopped at a restaurant, had some drinks together and at one point I saw them kissing in the ocean and I got so jealous. Actually, like I approached her and I was like, because I actually told her that I had a crush on whatever his name is. Let's call him uh, William. I told her, I was like, I, 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 I told you that like, I, I liked William. I, like I have a crush on him. She's like, I'm so sorry. Um, she's like, it just kind of happened. Like he really likes me and I, I really like him too. And I'm so, so sorry. And it just made like, it was like, kind of awkward after that because I just had to like let that go and I didn't want I was like this, I'm not gonna let it ruin our friendship it's okay he chose you it's fine um but that sucked it just like that was such a weird dynamic I just had to like watch them flirt and be all cute together meanwhile I was wishing it was me the whole time instead of her huh so that was odd but then we also decided to still travel together and go check out Maya Bay. If you haven't heard of Maya Bay, it is the famous beach that everyone talks about. I think it's 
in the movie called The Beach. I actually have no idea what movie it's from. I've never seen it. Someone just told me it's a really famous beach. And I've always seen it in pictures. And it's actually, I, I just posted a photo of me on, or at Maya Bay, um, on my my real when shared pod Instagram. Anyway, if you want to go look at it. Oh, so stunning. But it's been like overcrowded and overpopulated by tourists and stuff because it's also really close to PP Islands. So I'm pretty sure you're not even allowed to go there anymore. I could be wrong. But like there's so much pollutant there, like in the water and litter on the beaches. It's like it, it was getting really bad. So I'm not sure if you're still allowed to go. Luckily, it was still open when I went and we like bargained with um one of the locals so we can get like a just a cheap boat ride just me and my um three espanol friends and it worked uh and so yeah it was just us three on the boat to maya bay and honestly i felt like i was in a flipping disney movie it was so insane what i was seeing like my eyeballs could not believe what i was seeing i'm on this like wooden boat And I sat at the very tip of it and the wind's blowing in my hair. I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm in a beautiful place. I I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even fathom what I was seeing. My surroundings were so gorgeous. And all that came to my head was the movie um, Moana. Like, I felt like I was Moana. And so I started singing. Ah, how do those lyrics go? (laughs) See the line where the sky meets the sea, it calls me. <laughs> and no one knows how far it goes. If the wind in my sail and the sea stays behind me. Oh my god, I remembered. Okay, that was terrible. Please don't judge me. But I was just like belting it out and I was I felt I felt so alive. Ah <laughs> And we reached Maya Bay. And I couldn't believe my eyes again. They're just stunning, absolutely stunning, but also like extremely overpopulated. I actually had some time alone there because I couldn't cross the uh, ocean. They wanted to like go to another like secluded little area away from most of the people. But I was too short and I couldn't carry my bag above my head like without my head being underwater. So I couldn't make it across. So my friends went and I was like, it's okay, you guys go, you have fun. And I just like chilled on the beach by myself, just taking it all in and journaling about it. I wish I could go back and like read a journal entry from that day, but I have no idea where that journal is. Um, But anyway, that was just such a nice moment. And then we ended up also like with our same boatman, sailor dude who brought us there. We convinced him to let us stay a bit longer so that we were kind of like one of the last ones to leave and had most of Maya Bay like to ourselves like everyone was leaving and we were one of the last people to leave which was really cool that's how I got my cool photo of me doing a handstand and so it's it was actually perfect timing because when we were leaving Maya Bay to go back to PB Islands it, it was during the sunset the sun was setting and I remember actually seeing a pirate ship full of people partying and being so loud and I was kind of grateful to be on this quiet peaceful trip on this boat with some friends I made instead of this obnoxiously loud party boat even though like at the same time I was kind of like oh that'd be really fun but I was I was really soaking in the peacefulness of 
this little wooden boat I was on with some new friendships I had just formed. It was really nice. It was such an interesting contrast because back when, if I was younger, I would have 100% preferred to be on that huge pirate party boat. But let me tell you this sunset, best sunset I have ever seen in my entire life. Nothing yet has ever topped it. And we actually asked our boat driver if we could stop and pause and just watch the sunset for a little bit because it was that gorgeous. Like when I tell you I've never seen anything more incredible in my life, like I I had tears of, of happiness, of joy, because I could not believe what I was seeing. The colors, like intense orange and pink, and those colors were all over. It spread onto the water, like it reflected onto the water. I have never seen anything like that in my life. And I was in the middle of the ocean as well. The sounds of just the water, once the pirate ship was gone, um, just unbelievable. So that was that. And then I went back to PP Islands and had to fix my feet and patch them up. Uh, literally like wrap my feet around with like a bunch of tape and uh, gauze that I found at some pharmacy the next day and also went searching for new shoes. Found some sandals, luckily. These white, like, two-buckle sandals. Really cheap, made of foam, but they worked. I made another hole so that my feet could fit in them. And then off I was on my next adventure. So I had to say goodbye to my friends. Oh my gosh, actually, this is the funny, funny, funny thing, though. Um, that happened with my friends because there's a little bit of like a uh, language barrier. So I was looking for like ointment <laughs> for my like blisters and my cuts and my wounds on my feet. And one of the guys, not the guy I had a crush on the other one, he was like, ointment, ointment. What is that word? He's like, that's not a word. He, was, he thought it was the funniest thing that I would say the word ointment. And like I told them back in university, my nickname was Balls. So he had me in his phone as Balls Ointment. And like whenever, and then so when we parted ways, I decided to um, finally like go off and do my own thing. Because I wanted to go somewhere else, think Phuket or something. Somewhere I didn't want to go. And I wanted to go to Koh because someone recommended it to me. So we we're finally parting ways. And he was like, bye balls ointment. <laughs> I remember. So random, so funny. Um, so yeah, so my next adventure takes me to Colanta. From Pee Islands to Colanta. So stay tuned for next week when I sail on over to that island. I can lead with pride, I can make us strong. I'll be satisfied if I play along.